Hey guys, thank you for joining us this Friday for a brand new Those Murder Girls podcast episode. We're your hosts, I'm Marie. And I'm Rena. And we just wanted to say thank you for all the feedback from our Halloween episode. So many of you guys tuned in and loved it. You he guys was- loved it and it was <laughs> disgusting, you <He> sickos. <laughs> he was our Argentina serial killer. So thank you so much, you guys, for downloading this morning's episode. And if you haven't already, please head over to wherever you're listening to this podcast now and leave us a five-star review. We will love you forever, we promise. Forever and ever. Forever and ever. (laughs) So today's episode is out of Florida, and it's an interesting one. Oh my God, quite interesting. Like the things that people think that they can get away with. (laughs) And the things that come out of Florida. Yeah, it's like, no. There's a lot going on over there. Dude, you're done. Um, no, it, that, that, that story doesn't work. Oh my gosh. So guys, we're actually going to be telling you the story of a gentleman by the name of oh. David Anthony. He's not a gentleman, no. by the way. Not at all. Not for what he's accused of doing. Yes. So he um, is from Jupiter, Florida, and he's been accused of murdering his wife and blaming it on... Drumroll, please. COVID-19. <laughs> yes, guys. Okay, so he's literally trying to murder, kidnap his wife, and blame it on the pandemic that's going on. And I haven't heard any other stories like this during I, I was Have you? just thinking about it. No, but I mean, I know domestic violence is yeah. like, you know, through the roof. Yeah. Which is super sad, but something like this, I've only heard of this guy. Yeah, so he's, he's trying to pawn it off on the pandemic. So... He, like we said, is accused of murdering and covering up his wife, Gretchen. Her name is Gretchen Anthony. And um, so they actually haven't found her body to this day. But the records show that David and Gretchen had married in March 2015 in Nevada. And on February 28th of this year, 2020, the couple had finished a petition for divorce. But they were both applicable about it. Like it wasn't supposed to be a nasty divorce they were both in agreements with it so Gretchen and David they were living apart during these divorce proceedings well Gretchen she had remained living in Abacoa Florida while David he moved clear 2,000 miles away down to Las Cruces New Mexico Gretchen lived alone. She lived in a fairly quiet neighborhood. It was like a really nice suburb of Jupiter, Florida. I've never been down there, but I looked at some photos. It's like, it's a pretty nice neighborhood. I want to go. Yeah, it's pretty. So on the morning of March 21st, 2020, around 6.15 in the morning, the neighbors in her quiet neighborhood, they had reported hearing these blood-curdling screams coming from Gretchen's house. They said... They distinctly heard her or someone screaming, no, 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 it hurts. And then it was followed by dead silence. So unfortunately, these reported screams, they weren't relayed to the law enforcement until after Gretchen had actually disappeared. I mean, if you hear something. I like say something. And they're saying it was like blood curdling. Yeah. It's not just like someone yelling or. And it was a woman. You know what I mean? Like. I mean, I would have reported it, but that's just who me. knows. Like, I hear something, I'm like, oh my god! Oh yeah, dude, <laughs> call the cops! Oh, seriously, <laughs> that's me too. <laughs> so it wouldn't be until later in the following days after these screams are heard that Gretchen's friends would start receiving text messages from Gretchen's phone. 
they said that these text messages were totally just like nothing she would ever send and they weren't even in her words. So the messages were saying that she was being quarantined for two weeks because she had contracted the coronavirus and she was being held by the CDC. And in another text to a different friend, she's basically saying like the same thing just in different words. That is so, okay, if I'm... If I've contracted COVID and I'm laid up in a hospital, literally at the CDC, girl, I ain't texting you. I'm going to get you on FaceTime. You better. Okay. So from now on, we don't send (laughs) crucial text messages. We FaceTime. Like, I need to see your pretty face. I need to know you're alive. I need to know that you're not butchered. And your murderer is not like texting me. Especially with this huge pandemic. I'm not just be like, hey, girl, by the way, got COVID. I'll be at the CDC for the next 14 days. Catch you (sighs) later. They're inserting a ventilator. Like, what? Yeah, no. Doesn't even make sense. Okay, so we have a deal, right? (laughs) Okay. Sealed. (laughs) So different friends are receiving all of these messages along those lines, like I just said. Um, Friends are super shocked when they get a message on March 26th saying that she's now being placed on a ventilator. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So her friends start to call around to all the local hospitals because Gretchen never mentions where she's at. And the staff tells her friends, like, we don't have a Gretchen Anthony that has ever been admitted, certainly not admitted right now. Hmm. So her friends are, like, super concerned, and they know that finding her is crucial. Gretchen is reported missing to the authorities by one of her friends. And when investigators begin their interviews, the first place they start is with her estranged husband, David. Because, duh, don't we always start with a husband? Yeah, especially when you're uh, David Anthony. Let's get there. You know what Suspect. I just realized? The last name. <gasps> Casey Anthony. And they're both from Florida. Maybe they're related. And they're both psychopaths. We need one of you listeners in Florida to uh, research that for us and let us know. <laughs> yeah. We, we need, need a family tree. <laughs> and it has to connect Casey Please. and David. Yes, just DM it to us. Thank yes. you. <laughs> okay, so David concocts like these insane stories surrounding his missing ex-wife. David calls the authorities himself on March 30th to tell them that his estranged wife had died from complications of COVID-19. He also went on to tell them that they're not going to find her body because she died while she was in hiding. Oh, my God. And the reason why she was in hiding was because she was fearing for her life after exposing this tax fraud allegation BS that was happening at work. This is quite a story. It's so elaborate. Oh, my gosh. So Gretchen's in hiding – After being exposed or after exposing tax fraud at her office, (laughs) then she dies. I don't even know like what this guy's talking about. I don't know. I mean, we started where we thought we could, (laughs) but it still doesn't make much sense. Wow. David has quite the imagination. I know. I'll give him that. Totally. So authorities obviously see straight through the BS from the get-go and they totally call David out. David... I mean, he just must think that these law enforcement officers are, like, just the most unintelligent beings. (laughs) The simple fact that he thinks that he can make this crazy story up and nobody will see, like, oh, let's – oh, we don't have to fact check. No, we believe him for sure. Totally. We're not going to call the hospital or anything. No, David David said. Why would we do that? Yeah. 
So yeah, authorities do just that. They call all the local hospitals checking for records that show Gretchen was admitted and about her passing. And what do you know, not one hospital had any record of her even being tested for COVID-19, let alone receiving any sort of treatment or being placed on a ventilator. So as Mr. Anthony's lies just continue to unravel, it is clear that there is still one mystery that remains. Where is Gretchen? Where is her body? Yeah, where is she? What did he do with her? I don't know. We literally don't know. (sighs) So the cell phone evidence and the security footage would actually be a really big key part. I think like in any investigation, it always is a pretty majority key part. This was key for arresting David for Gretchen's disappearance and, at this point, her suspected murder. So on March 21st, Gretchen's home security camera showed a tall man waiting on her inner screened-in porch. You know, down in Florida, they got all those screens, keep all those big bugs out of there. And it shows Gretchen walking onto her porch and then an argument between her and the other figure, man. They start fighting, big fight breaks out. So, later that evening, the same camera from the porch appeared to have been taken down, and it was moved into the garage area, and on the camera, it showed a head with, like, a light-colored hair, completely still with no movement, and it was laying on the garage floor next to a large five-gallon jug. That five-gallon jug appeared to be covered in blood. So the same tall man that was on the patio surveillance is seen in the garage and he's seen using a gloved hand now at this point to pull the garage camera down, kind of like in an effort to disable it. So when the neighbors were questioned, they go around, you know, question people in her neighborhood about who this possible man was at Gretchen's home. They all said it was David, like not even a question, like it was David. It was her soon to be ex-husband. So one of the neighbors, they even snapped a photo. And oh, it was dang. Uh, yeah. Oh, that's so photos me. Photos don't lie. That's so me. <laughs> Taking so, pictures of everything. They got his ass. So the photo was of David, and he was washing Gretchen's blue Mini Cooper in her driveway. And this was two days after she was last seen alive. So did he stay in the house for two days? Dude, I don't. <laughs> that's, oh, that's gross, David. So when the neighbor drove past Gretchen's home, he had witnessed David, you know, cleaning the garage floor. With like some sort of like commercial chemical I read. Uh, Suspect maybe? Yeah. So the video surveillance footage from the neighbors, it also actually caught David's truck leaving Gretchen's home the same morning. So police were actually able to get a ping on Gretchen's phone all the way in Pensacola, Florida, which is literally about 600 miles from her actual house. Well, coincidentally, David himself had been, guess where? In Pensacola, Florida. Mm. Ding, ding. Ding. What are, you, what are you doing there, David? So apparently, he was attempting to sell a bag of women's jewelry at a local store. Now, not only was he himself and his truck caught on the surveillance footage, but a man had come forward to the police stating that David sold him some jewelry. He said that David told him that the jewelry was from his mother, who died, and she died of, guess what? COVID-19. This This guy. This guy's so dumb. This guy and his stories. Come on, David. Really bad stories. Can you hear podcasts in prison? Somebody. (laughs) David. Somebody write into him. (laughs) Oh, my God. Enough with it, David. Yeah. 
So police find Gretchen's Mini Cooper located in a parking garage at a medical center in Jupiter, not far from her home. They go and they review the surveillance footage from the parking lot and they see that just two days earlier, David is caught parking Gretchen's vehicle inside of the parking lot. He exits the car, he locks it, so courteous, Mm. (laughs) and he takes off on foot. David is not a good criminal. Does he not know that there are literally cameras everywhere? I mean, you can't get away with anything these days, let alone... I mean, he lived in that neighborhood, too. You know which one of your neighbors has cameras or if all your neighbors have cameras. He just totally thought that he was going to, like, outsmart everybody. And he was, like, completely invincible. Right? If you think about it. He's, like, the worst criminal ever, though. Seriously. So make sure you guys write into him. Let him know (laughs) how dumb we think he is. And (laughs) this is, what, episode number what that he needs to listen to? 17? 16? Okay. So... At this point, police have enough evidence to get a search warrant for Gretchen's home. And when they enter her house, one of the first things they see are two bottles of this commercial cleaner and a rag on the kitchen counter. And in the washer, there are towels that are stained with a red substance, which obviously appears to be blood. There were also shards of broken glass and blood droplets found in the master bedroom. So as they make their way into the garage, there's a huge blood stain that's on the floor. And the door that leads from the garage into the house had a key that was broken off into the lock. Cadaver dogs are brought in and they instantly pick up the scent of blood right at that big bleach stain. So now there's all this evidence that's totally stacked against David. He's arrested on March 31st and police totally interrupt his walk with his dog. Oh, yep. They just snatch him up. He's like, this is a really good stress reliever. I'm going to, you know, patiently wait hopefully getting away with this crime right taking my dog and they're like nope swoop (laughs) so he waves his extradition back to florida and he's currently sitting in a palm beach county jail on second degree murder charges and kidnapping so gretchen's body like we said has not been located to this day and the police department is still asking for tips and leads If you or anybody that you know has any information on the whereabouts or anything in regard to this case, please report it to the Juniper Police at 561-741-2235. Thank you guys so much for joining us for this Friday's episode of Those Murder Girls Podcast. We hope you guys enjoyed it. We hope you guys are kicking off November good. And just remember, you cannot cover your crime with a pandemic. It doesn't work like that. No, okay, it guys? doesn't. Whatever happens Don't in the try. dark, whatever <laughs> happens in the dark will always come to light. We hope you guys have a safe weekend and we'll see you back here next week. Bye, Bye guys. guys.